On this episode of Locked on Lightning, the Bolts are still struggling. Can they pick up a win tonight? Can they pick up? A, can they get it together before the Stanley Cup playoffs start? Talk about all that more. But first, let's play that music. Your Locked on Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make your home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash NHL60 and use code NHL60 for 60% off plus free shipping at HelloFresh. And today we're talking about... Lightning still on the path of struggle, the path of underplaying to the way that they should be playing. Now, that's an interesting thing to think about really right now. Are the Lightning, are, are, are we maybe as fans or those who watch this team on a sing, on a, every single game who have been watching this team for – the last three, four years, three, four seasons, actually, at least, are we putting them on a pedestal? Are we holding them to a higher standard than we really should be, especially with the Stanley Cup playoffs rolling around? Uh, if you've been listening since the beginning of the season, you know my expectations for this Lightning team were at least bare minimum an Eastern Conference final appearance and with every game that passes and with every game that is lost and even the wind some of the winds you know some of the winds aren't exactly stellar in terms of how they got to that certain point and I think for me at least it's because we all know or at least I know kind of like what's coming you know I know there's not going to be any sort of consistency from game to game but are we still holding the lightning to a higher standard than what we really should? Because you look at them this season and you look at them since at least the beginning of March, which I think is a good measuring stick for how we should view this team at this current time. It's not something that we could hang our hat on and say, well, this team is going to play like this they've shown that they could play well since march 1st or really since march 3rd when they played their first game in march the lightning have gone 8 11 and 2 they've been outscored 74 to 65 and nothing they have done that they have done has shown me that they will get it together that they can consistently keep it together and that they could beat Toronto. And I'm not just saying that because their last game that they're coming off it was against Toronto. I'm saying that because we look at and, – and you know it's bad. You know it's really bad and concerning when John Cooper comes out. John Cooper, who I have absolutely dragged through the coals this year for at least you know the, the better part of the last three months where – 
this team has played absolutely dreadful at times, and we have heard mum from Cooper and Co. about like really what is going on with this team. But you know it's gotten to a bad, almost concerning. If if you if you if you haven't been concerned since the beginning of March, or you know I was concerned. I think probably earlier, probably like maybe mid February. But this isn't a contest. <laughs> you know it's bad when the head coach comes out and says that there was no energy, that there was that this felt like an exhibition game. And now that's something that if that's said in October or even November, you say to yourself, okay, this team is somewhat figuring it out. Um, Even stretch it to December. This team is still working through the kinks, but you're saying that in April with the playoffs coming in the blink of an eye, that has to be concerning for lightning fans whether you've been a fan of this team for the last 30 years or whether you've been a fan of this team since last year i mean there's no easy way to say you know you kind of would have figured especially on stam coast's 1000th game and even at home in which they celebrated that historic accomplishment by the lightning captain you kind of figured there was going to be some sort of all right, let's go out and win this for our captain. Let's go out there and win this, you know, because of the occasion surrounding it, especially at home. Let's 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 get this last home stand before we play the real big games. Let's 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 end on a two-game winning streak. And obviously the opposite happens. And and really when you look at this Lightning team and you look even though yes, it was a close game 4-3, I felt to a certain extent that really Toronto had control of that game the entire time. And if history has shown us over the last month, or at least really this season, or if even if you want to go back over the last 10, which the Lightning, by the way, are coming into tonight's game, losing four in a row. If anything that they this team has shown us going into tonight's game, about if there's going to see if there's going to be any sort of um, response, any kind of oomph, uh, pep in their step, whatever you want to say. I would say if you're going to this game with that kind of optimism, good for you. But at the same time, I think that you are one of the few. The Lightning, to a certain extent this year, really, if you look at it, have not been really have not been a very good team most of the time. I feel like on this show and yes, you know, I, I I am guilty more times than not of being the negative one when talking about this team. But I think that goes back to my point. Are we holding, am I holding the Tampa Bay lightning on a certain level that maybe we should bring them down to maybe lower the expectations a little bit going into the playoffs? So it's very hard, and and I think some of you may agree, it's very hard depending on whether you're me sitting in front of a camera right now recording a podcast talking about this, or even you, the casual listener at home or or the, the, the diehard fan at home. It's very hard regardless of what walk of life you come from or or 
what background you have in hockey or what level of fandom you have to go from expectations of going to the Eastern Conference Finals to my expectations now being I would almost be surprised if we get past Toronto. And let me know in the comments below on our YouTube channel because I'm I'm very curious about this. I I I it's I feel like the panic level or or at least the the concern has been cemented by John Cooper's recent statements. Now, that could have very well been just pure frustration in the heat of the moment. I would say not. I think John Cooper, as we all know, very measured, very calculated. The guy was first and foremost a lawyer before he was a coach. So he says all the things in a certain way. And when he says it, there's a meaning to it. It's not just, you know, off the cuff. You know, it's very calculated. At the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of frustration there. I mean, even someone as cool and collective as as him uh, tends to lose his cool um, now and then. But I would have to say, you know, it's I, I think that my shouting, my hollering that we have heard, well, you have heard throughout the course of the season, I think is very well justified now. When you look at this team, I mean, it, it doesn't get any worse than this. And it's like, like I said, and like I've mentioned on multiple shows, if this was November or October, it's one thing. But we are on game 82. We're coming into game 82 tonight. And we're in the midst of a, of a four-game losing streak, three and seven in your last 10. And then tonight, you're playing against a team who is not a playoff team, but a team that is very well capable, very, very capable of beating you. The the Detroit Red Wings are a team that is not to be trifled with, a team that really, in my opinion, in recent years, regardless of how you feel about the Detroit Red Wings, has owned the Tampa Bay Lightning. Okay? They are basically... The, the, the Ottawa Senators, what they have done to the Tampa Bay Lightning this season are is what we have seen from Detroit in recent years. Detroit Red Wings in three games this year thus far are, are two and one, okay? Outscoring the Lightning 11 to nine. And, you know, we could make all the excuses or, or say, well, you know what, Detroit, if they had a little bit more of a stable goalie situation they are a playoff team well guess what they're not the tampa bay lightning are and more times than not this season they have they have not evolved they have not adapted they've been rolling out the same same game plan all season long they're still trying out the whole patrick maroon on the third line thing which i still am perplexed as to why that is even a thing still Okay, they're dealing with injuries now, completely understandable. They're relying on Corey Perry to be their tough guy, which is another thing that completely boggles my mind. But the Lightning have basically, for lack of a better term, have skated by the skin of their teeth this entire season. And it may come all crashing down next week when they play the Toronto Maple Leafs in the first round of playoffs. So we'll talk more about that. 
we'll talk about tonight's game as well because listen, this is a conversation that I will be having for the duration of the time and and thereafter when the Lightning are done playing hockey for this season. And we'll be talking about this in the summer because, listen, I would be very surprised coming into next season if the Lightning go out without a fizzle, with with without any spark in their game, they they get they get knocked out in the first round by Toronto, and then we don't see any changes. We're going to see changes. I mean, Julian Bruce Boss is going to cut off some fat. This offseason. And, you know, we could have this conversation. I'll throw this this little bit of line out to you, to all of you. See, you know, what you think. Because I'm very curious. Very curious how you all feel. And if you have never commented on a video before, please go ahead. Because I want to hear everybody. Everybody that listens, watches to these episodes, watches these episodes on YouTube. If you don't watch on YouTube... If you're listening on an audio platform, go to YouTube, comment below this video. I want to hear, you know, in a way, we might look back if the Lightning do end up falling into Toronto. It might be at the end of the day, maybe not next year, maybe another the year after. It might be one of the better things in terms of, you know, maybe Julian Brees Boss may took a better, uh, better approach or different approach to this team as well as John Cooper. So we'll talk about playoffs. We'll talk about the Red Wings. We'll talk about it all. We'll keep continuing the conversation into our next segment um, in just a bit. But first, I want to talk about today's other sponsor, and that is our good friends at FanDuel. Now, baseball season has started. Those Rays are hot. They just won their 13th straight game today. Uh, Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. And our friends at FanDuel are here to give us all the opportunities to win all the money we can with America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now new customers could step up to the plate with a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up, place your first bet and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If you don't win, listen. I would just say whatever, if you want to make your first deposit, 10, 20, 30, 40, whatever amount, just bet it on the money line. Hammer that raise money line every single game until they lose. And if they they end up losing in your first bet, guess what? You get all that money back. So don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, the official sports partner of Major League Baseball. So moving on, well, not really moving on, continuing the conversation because this is just, I'll admit, and as you know, some of you have may picked up on in maybe your brief time or, or your extended time listening or watching this podcast, I tend to fall on to the negative side of things. I think I have been somewhat overly positive in recent months with this lightning team in terms of how they've played for the most part. I mean, obviously, you know, fair is fair when they play like crap, you know, that I'm here to tell her, tell them or tell you actually how it is. And really it's just one of those things where 
like I stated before, it, the most frustrating part about this Lightning team is that it, it, it doesn't seem to me on the surface because if if you watch enough interviews with hockey players, you kind of know there's a formula. You, you They give and this is no fault to them. It's the PR departments, you know, and also, I guess, slash the culture of the game. You don't want to give too much. You don't want to say too much to where it could possibly bite you in the butt in the dressing room with your teammates or with the organization. And I get it. That's completely fine. But as I said at the top of the episode, the this team has been struggling from March. We are now in April. Why and and this is has been a thing all season long. They have just been. They I don't know if it's unwillingness. I don't know if it's just inability, but this team does not roll with the punches. This team doesn't stray away from their game plan. That nine times out of ten we have seen in the past month does not work. And there has been games, and I hate to say this as of late. This team had does not have that playoff feel, that grizzled sandpaper playoff field feel. And yes, they they have been in a multitude of fights over the last couple of weeks. But like I said, we shouldn't be seeing Corey Perry fight. Pat Maroon, Tanner Janelle, that's it. Nobody else on this team at this point in time should be fighting. Especially with the playoffs right around the corner. Tanner Janelle was brought in to fight. Pat Maroon was brought in to fight a couple of years ago. Corey Perry, like I said, and I will I will say this until it is not true, until he proves me otherwise, he can still score. He should not be playing on the fourth line. Pat Maroon should be playing on the fourth line. And I just feel like this Lightning team has become this situation where John Cooper, whether he likes to it likes to you know admit it or not, you could see it. There's been certain situations where it almost feels like he's just throwing everything at the wall to see what sticks. And like I've repeated multiple times, that's something that happens in the beginning of the season, not a week away from one of the biggest games that you will have all, all year. And the Toronto Maple Leafs, you know, I, and I stated it a couple of weeks, uh, a week or so ago that that game against them uh, last night, I mean, excuse me, on the 11th, two nights ago, it was very important because you want to at least get that mentality in your brain that we could beat these guys. And I feel like the Tampa Bay Lightning have got into this mode. And I'm not saying it's all the players, but I feel like to a certain degree, it's the franchise. Maybe not so much the franchise, but the the coaches, the players who have been around for a couple of seasons that, yeah, we played like garbage tonight. Yeah, we lost to a non-playoff team. We got embarrassed by a non-playoff team in the Ottawa Senators. We got embarrassed by a New York Islander team last week. We got outplayed by a New York Ranger team. But we're gonna we're gonna turn it on once 
we see that Stanley Cup playoff uh, graphic on the ice. And that's not at all how it works. Not anymore with this Lightning team. This Lightning team is not talented. And I think it's turned into a little bit of playoff hubris with these players. And, And even some fans I'm seeing on Twitter, some Lightning fans on social media, Ah, that doesn't matter. That game against the Islanders didn't mean anything. That game against the Ottawa Senators didn't mean anything. Neither did the game against the Rangers. And and I saw some the other night. That game against the Toronto Maple Leafs, it didn't mean anything. It meant something. Okay? I don't want to, like, yeah, to a certain degree, on paper, it doesn't mean anything. You've already punched your ticket to the playoffs. But it means something in the grand scheme of things. It, it, you still have to play the games. You still have to go out there and, and play for something. And I'm not saying these players aren't playing for something. They're just not going about it the right way. And it all starts from the top. And some of the questionable line combos that we have seen this season, and especially as of late, is concerning. Because at the end of the day, when we finally see when we finally get back to that, that long awaited rematch from last year that we've been talking about for pretty much months now, it's going to mean something. It, it, and, and these players, it, it, it's, it's a long process. You know, the last couple of years, the lightning have struggled down the stretch, but at the same time, there was good things to talk about where, it's just a complete dumpster fire at times with this team. There's there's, there's no excuse. Now, if the Lightning lost a very tight, low-scoring game to Ottawa last Saturday, that's one thing. But to give up seven goals, and, and I've also seen this too all over the place, just because a team gives up seven goals doesn't automatically mean unless they are completely egregious egregious mistakes by the goaltender doesn't mean that it's the goaltender's fault. And I actually saw someone in, I think it was a Facebook group, the lightning Facebook fans group or whatever. They made a post and whoever, if you listen to that, listen to this show and you're listening, kudos to you. They made, they had a post about people blaming Vasilevsky, which I have said many times, if you look at this season, yeah, he's he's looked up and down this entire season, but at the last couple of months, he has been really getting back to his old self. And even Vasilevsky, at the height of his powers, cannot go out there and win games with the way this team is playing in front of him. You know, I, I said it after the Ranger game last week. You need to give this guy a chance to go out there and compete. And that's this team isn't doing that. This team isn't doing that whatsoever. And that's why it's concerning. That's I, I, I just I don't see any change with this team. And that's like 90% of what you got to do throughout the course of a playoff series. Because yeah, you might know how a team plays. But at the end of the day, they could flip the script and and do completely something different. I mean, they're not going to change their whole complete style, but they might go about it a different way. And we all know 
from the last couple of seasons, how chaotic the first couple of minutes of game one can be. And if anything that is showing us with the Tampa Bay Lightning in the first five, 10 minutes of games, that if they go out and play a stereotypical, if they, if they give a stereotypical effort in the beginning of these games, we might be talking about being in Toronto down to nothing going into the first intermission. Now, tonight can very well change things for the Tampa Bay Lightning if they go out there and play discipline, if they play well in front of Vazzy, if if they do the little things, if they play the right way, if they execute on the power play, which has just been – and I, I think that – and I'm not I, – I think I could pluck maybe four people from the comments plus myself and go out there and play better somewhat just as well on the power play as the Lightning have played over their last couple of games. It's been abysmal, and they need to change it, and it needs to start now in game 82 because the next time you go out there and get to go on the ice in game speed, it's going to be absolutely bonkers for this Lightning team. So maybe this is wishful thinking for me. Hopefully the Lightning go out, not only win tonight, but win big against the the Detroit Red Wings. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be a nail-biter. You know, call me negative. Call me whatever you want. But don't say I'm unrealistic. So wrapping things up on the show today, the Lightning go into tonight's game, the last game of the season, last home game of the regular season against the Detroit Red Wings, three and seven in their last 10, losers of their last four. Again, uh, and they listen. The, the Red Wings aren't doing much better either. Four, five, and one. Very tough team. Uh, I would imagine Billy Huso is going to be in net, and we're going to see an absolute one hundred and twenty-five percent performance, or at least effort, from the the Detroit Red Wings. And I don't care that you have playoffs next week. I, I don't want to hear any of this. We're going to take it easy crap tonight, especially how the last couple of games have gone for the Lightning. They need to go out there and play it like a playoff game. And and I don't want to hear, well, we're going to go out and give it a playoff effort. No, we need to see that. And if the Lightning go out there and, and give a playoff effort, they will win big. They could beat Vili Huso. I, I have the, – the guy that is under nine on his saves save percentage. So I don't see any reason as to why not the lightning can't go out there and score on this guy as, as troubled as, 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 as bad as this team has played at times, they still have the weapons. It's all about how you use them. And that's how I look at it. I look at the lightning as a team with a lot of weapons and just for some reason forgetting how to use them. I would like to see some leadership on this team tonight. I would like to see guys like Nikita Kucherov. I would like to see Stammer. I would like to see Brandon Hagel. I would like to see some of the the lower line guys. I would like to see Nick Paul. I would like to see Corey Perry come out and have good games. Anthony Sorelli needs to have a good game. I want to see... Nick Perbix come out and have a good game offensively. Victor Hedman have a good game offensively. It's going to take a team effort to win tonight, 
as it does for every game. And that's the problem for the Lightning all season long. They have not played like a team consistently. So let me know in the comments below what you think. And as always, please subscribe to the podcast. I know we're kind of ending it on a little bit of a negative note, but I, as negative as I have been for the better part and has trashed the lightning in this episode and a good part of this of the year, like I said before, it hasn't been unwarranted. I still believe on this team. I still believe that as long as they go out there and play the right way, which they haven't for a majority of the year, they could go out to be successful. They could go out and they could play and beat anyone in the league. Let me know in the comments below. Like I said, subscribe to our channel on YouTube. We're also available wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form for free. And go ahead and subscribe to the show. LO underscore lightning on Twitter as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. So I will be back tomorrow to discuss tonight's game. Fingers crossed. It's a fingers crossed that it's a win and it's a very good lightning win. So that's been it for this episode of locked on lightning part of the locked on podcast network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you.